Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But today on the show, it's another one of our trailer roundups that we do at the beginning of each month. It's a bit of a special episode where Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year joins me. Instead of to look at one movie and the movies that inspired it, to look at a whole bunch of movies and a couple of movies that might have inspired it based off of their trailers. It's a little special thing we do each month to kick the month off and kind of get an idea of what's coming our way. So that is coming up here in a second for the films of September 2021. Before we get to it, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts, because if you're not subscribed, how are you going to know when we put out episodes on some of these movies, right? So make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. You could do that on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Good Pods. That's the new the new guy on the block. Yeah, check out Good Pods. You could also rate and review us on Good Pods, or on Apple Podcasts, or on Podchaser, or just get in touch, you know, let us know what you think of the show. Always appreciate getting that feedback. And of course, the five-star ratings are really nice as well. Uh, you could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And, uh, you know, we have a Patreon. You can check that out, too. The Produced by David Rosen Patreon. There's a new bonus episode from Awesome Movie Year going up over there. Some bonus content from Piecing It Together, as well as advanced content from Piecing It Together. And I got some stuff from my music career going up there soon, too. There's already a bunch you can check out now, but some more new stuff from my music career going up there soon. So lots of great content on the Patreon. So uh, with all that said, we got a lot of movies to talk about this month. Eight movies coming in September, uh, and there's of course more than that coming out in September, but we picked eight movies to talk about, so we got that coming up here. Let's get to the conversation about the movies coming out in September. All right, it's time for another trailer roundup episode. Let's look at September. Jason Harris is back with us. Jason, how's it going? Do you really care, Dave? I always care how you're doing. I feel like you're just saying it arbitrarily, like... As you say to all your guests, but it doesn't mean anything. Both things can be true. I could be saying it arbitrarily, and I can care. So. Well, okay, but all right, let's assume you do care about <laughs> me when you say it. Which of your guests do you not care about when you say it? I'll make a top 10 list. It'll be the next episode. That way I don't have to cover another movie for a week or two. Finally, um, an episode I want to listen to. <laughs> 
So as we've been doing in recent months, before we get on to the September movies we're going to talk about today, uh, let's do a quick recap of August, even though at the time of recording, we still got a uh, week to go. But uh, let's see here. The Suicide Squad. I loved it, surprisingly, but I really liked it. Did you like it? I don't understand this surprisingly. What's wrong? Like, it's James Gunn. He knows how to make superhero movies. It's fun. It's good. You're absolutely right. It's just the the shadow of the last one really hung over this thing. It really is like the worst superhero movie, I think, of the last, you know, recent era of superhero movies. Uh, I didn't see that. I, t- I did watch Birds of Prey, which is a garbage factory also, and it's like... We how many know you ch- don't like that movie. How many chances is DC going to give this thing? Like, you know, they righted the ship because they got the guy to write the ship. But geez, man, like, you know, you know what? Do you know what director's jail is? Mm-hmm. Do you do? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. Okay. you're saying like you do, but it sounds like you don't. No, I mean, director's jail. You only get so many chances to make a movie. Right. And then you just, you don't really get to make it. Yeah. DC should put them, should be in director's jail. I mean, you uh-huh. know, they kind of studio did, jail, right? Exactly. Like Wonder Woman, the first one was good, but then no one really liked '84, and then you know, did this just? I mean, this was good though. So I guess that was the point. You know, they get yes. out, they get to get out of jail for this one. Free guy, did you see that yet? I want to see it. Uh, obviously, it's only in the theaters, and we're back to should we or shouldn't we go to the theaters? I know a lot of people mm-hmm. like it. Did you like it? I didn't love it, but uh, I had a fun time talking about it. It's our most recent episode of Piecing It Together. Um, it's fun. It, it's I know a lot of people really like it. liked it more than me. Speaking of which, movies that people liked more than me, uh, next up is Coda. Did you watch this yet? Not yet, and I really should have. I did not like this movie. It's got its heart in the right place. It definitely has good intentions. I just thought it's it's kind of the thing that people who make fun of like twee indie dramedies, it's that thing that people don't seem to like. And usually I don't mind that, but it just, it leans in so heavily to that and it just did not really work yeah, for me. Yeah, our, uh, our awesome movie year co-host Josh Bell said the same thing. And I think that's what turned me off is like, I'm not in the mood for that at the moment, but... I guess I do have to still watch it just so, um, you know, I can form my opinion. But you guys are on the same page on that one. Yeah. Next up is Don't Breathe 2, which I was really looking forward to. And everyone just bummed me out on it. And so I still haven't gotten around to watching it. Everyone hated it and hated the premise and the setup. And I, I don't know. I still will probably watch it at some point. But I guess I'm just not in a big rush. It's funny that uh, we did the preview episode last month. And as you know, I'm not a big horror fan. So I didn't really know about it. And it took us, uh, your popcorn and puzzle pieces group, to explain that the hero of this one was a rapist in the last one that's something you could have alerted me to before we did the episode dave i mean you know spoiler alert sometimes on this show so you know (laughs) in the future maybe if like we're doing a sequel to a movie be like hey in the last one that guy who uh who's the good guy he did the rapes he did rapings in the last one like can we make that a rule there like you have to announce if Someone did a rape beforehand. It, it's it's a tough one to uh, to to figure out. But uh, <laughs> moving moving on, uh, just opens. I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, but it, it looks fun. Is the protege? Did you uh, see this? No. Again, it's only in theaters. That'll be you know rainy day. Want to turn the brain off? It could be all right. So yeah. 
on HBO Max, so you can watch it, although it's getting pretty much trashed in the reviews, is Reminiscence. Did you get to that? Yeah, you know, we were both so excited about the preview last month, and then mm-hmm. I feel like this happened a lot this month, where like we were excited about a preview, and then feedback started coming in, and it was just supposed to be a garbage uh, factory. Yeah. Uh, second time I've already used that. My vocabulary stinks. Um, so I didn't watch it because your, your everyone... vocabulary is a garbage factory. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Got me on that one. No, I didn't watch it because everyone says it's so horrible and it's like, you know, how much time do we really have? I don't have time mm. for horrible movies. I've seen too many of them this year. It's very much true. Uh, so then the last two from last month's list are not out yet. So we obviously haven't seen them, but Candyman coming out this weekend and then Vacation Friends, which I actually just got a, uh, a screener for. So I'm going to check that out soon, but I'm looking forward to both of them. Well, you're a real garbage factory. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jason. So let's get to our September trailers. And like we discussed ahead of time, we're going to kind of skip over Shang-Chi, although it is one of the big movies of the month. Uh, I already recorded an episode of Piecing It Together. It will be out next week. But yeah, that is coming. Do you want to say anything about Shang-Chi before we move on? Uh, yeah, I would. If I was running the studio, I wouldn't call it an experiment just because it has an Asian lead. <laughs> Not so good there, fella <laughs> Disney. So, um, what a, yeah, a very strange choice of wording there. Was it good? It was very good. Cool. Yeah, it's it's. I I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and I hope people go out and see it. Uh, so moving right along, then also on September third on Netflix is Worth, directed by Sarah Colangelo, who did the Kindergarten Teacher. Uh, stars Michael Keaton, who's been on a lot of stuff lately. Uh, also Stanley Tucci and Amy Ryan uh, about these lawyers who are setting up the nine uh, eleven victim compensation fund and uh, about the families who died and the the families of the people who died and trying to. Figure out how all of that very difficult uh, thing and those decisions are going to come about. Uh, what do you think about this trailer? Well, first, have you seen The Kindergarten Teacher? I haven't. And I, that's a movie I wanted to watch when it came out. And I never got to Dude, it. Dude, watch it. Like, yeah. when we're done with this, watch it. That is like a, a hidden gem of the last few years. And it's a real messed up, uh, manipulative mind uh, trap of a film there. I was going to say the mm. F word, but I don't like to curse. <laughs> so you should watch that. She's a super talented filmmaker. And because it's her, like that would make me want to watch whatever she does next because that movie was so good. But I do like these types of movies where it's kind of like, um, can you make procedure interesting? And, you know, the backroom sure. dealings and everything like that. And usually um, they're set more in the business world than in like the settlement world. Like, but, um, you know, hey, Michael Keaton, come on, I'm down. Amy Ryan, I'm down. Like, yeah. And Netflix, I'm down. There was a time when Amy Ryan was like the actress I was most excited about. And then she didn't do a lot for a while. But I'm happy to see her popping up in things again. Well, she's allowed some time off, Dave. Come on, give her a minute there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited for this. What, what do you think for pieces? Um, I said Philadelphia because there's a, definitely a part in this where there is a gay man who's trying to get benefits and is not um, allocated them, or at least it looks like from the preview because his lover uh, died in the 9-11 attacks. And, you know, he was it's basically like, hey, even though you don't say I'm his husband, I'm his husband type thing. So. Uh, Mm. Philadelphia dealt with like a lot of those themes and everything, you know, 
back in the day. Yeah. And then um, I wanted to pick a movie that I really like that kind of dealt with these kind of backroom dealing type things. Um, and I picked Arbitrage, which uh, I know we talked about the dude's uh, movie earlier this year, Crisis, which did not do well. But I really liked mm. Arbitrage, which would be like the bad guy version of a movie like this. So... Those are the two I picked. Yeah, th- those are good pieces right there. Um, I, I think my pieces are a little too obvious, but they're what I've got. Uh, I went with Vice um, because dealing with that particular administration and their dealings, of course, here dealing with a, uh, a different segment of the administration, but still it's uh, part of part of that timeline. Uh, and then I also thought of Aaron Brockovich, maybe, um, with you know regular people and dealing with with the law and and the things going on within the government and all of the backroom dealings, like you said, and the shadiness of all that. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought of Aaron Brockovich too. And you know what, Dave, you're being too hard on yourself. You did a okay <laughs> on this one. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Jason. Uh, let's move on to The Card Counter, coming to theaters on September 10th, written and directed by Paul Schrader, and starring Oscar Isaac and Willem Dafoe and Ty Sheridan. Um, this, I mean, really all you have to say, it's the new Paul Schrader movie, and that kind of gets me interested in seeing what it's going to be. I'm with you, man. We we love First Reformed, and you know Schrader is a mm-hmm. legendary uh, filmmaker, film writer, and uh, I'm not going to go into his social media, which you and Josh alerted me to on uh, Awesome <laughs> yeah. Movie Year. I had no idea about any of that. This movie looks... The fact the fact that the studio has to ask him to stop tweeting is like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this looks great. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. it's a Scorsese Presents. You, you almost wonder, like, why is this only coming out in September? But I'm excited for it. You know, I went with um, card cards and gambling movies here. The Cooler, mm-hmm. um, which resonates for us living in Las Vegas, even though they didn't shoot it here. But kind of, again, like that casino side of things. Like, um, you know, we've always, we always see like the, the teams and the players. But I liked in The Cooler is that we saw the casino side of things, how they handled it. And I think there's some of that in here. And then on the flip side, yeah. the underground card game, I think Rounders is, I got to watch that again, but that seems to have like upped its legend over the last, you know, 10 years or so. Yeah. And then the last thing I did, the movie was so horrible. I didn't want to mention it, but the book that it's based on is awesome. Ben Mesrick's uh, bringing down the house. That book is great. Okay. I actually had the cooler and rounders on my list as well. I, I completely, you know, I think those are definitely, as far as cards are concerned, those are the ones to uh, to talk about. I also, uh, even though same writer, of course, but I thought of bringing out the dead, um, the Scorsese film. Uh, it seems like this guy is like kind of haunted by his past as he's delving deeper and deeper into this particular world. In that case, it was ambulance driving. In this case, it's uh, it's uh, gambling. And so I just thought that there seems to be a parallel to the way that these stories are going to play out. What haunts you, Dave? What in your past haunts you? <laughs> so many things, Jason. So many things. You know, I, you're very good at deflecting, Dave, but we know <laughs> you're just putting a Band-Aid over a gaping pain wound, and eventually you're going to have true. to deal with those wounds. Pain wounds, specifically. <laughs> well, you're, you're hiding your pain. Uh-huh. Who hurt absolutely. you? Mm-hmm. Let me we'll a- get to it one of these Let days. me answer. You hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Moving on to our September 10th Netflix release. It's Kate, starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead and also Woody Harrelson, from the director of the Huntsman sequel, apparently. Uh, it's one of these action movies. Everyone gets one of these hitman action movies, hit woman in this case. Uh, it looks fun. I, I love uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I'm, I'm happy to see her getting a movie. What's your favorite Mary Elizabeth Winstead role? Uh, I'd have to go to 10 Cloverfield Lane, but I mean, Scott Pilgrim also, you know, she's great. Yeah, she's playing like a, you know, a real, a different type of thing for her here, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, again, you know, give me a tub of popcorn and a rainy a day, and I'm happy to watch this one. More Woody Harrelson, the better in my life. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, this could be good or it could be another, I, like you said, we're seeing so many of these like um, types and it's always, it's never just a hitman. It's a hitman out for revenge, right? Sure. Yeah. She even says um, there were, there were three. First of all, it's a single name, female assassin. I think of Hannah right away, yes. which is great. I oh, like yeah. Hannah a lot. Uh, secondly, she has to go dig deep into the underground to find out who's, uh, you know, kind of set this world up for her and that kind of reminded mm. me of old boy uh which we covered in our bonus episode on 2003 awesome movie year and then the sure. last one in the preview she literally says i'm kate and that just reminded me of i'm nobody so nobody was <laughs> you love nobody man you i do love, love nobody I- but doesn't that that literally is a, <laughs> a line a mirrored line from the movie it is. It absolutely is. No, it totally fits, 100%. I would also bring up uh, one of your favorite movies, Birds of Prey, um, because Mary Elizabeth Winstead was a big standout of that movie. Every scene she's in, which is not enough scenes, she's great in her action moments. Don't even remember who she was in the movie. She was there. Who she was, was the she? one who doesn't she doesn't speak until like the very end. Like she's like she's like quiet and in the background and then finally when she opens up it's just she's kicks ass basically. A boring. Oh, come on. Uh also I thought of Crank because she's like poisoned and she's going to die if she doesn't keep things up and going, you know, the constant insanity. Uh and then this trailer does one of my favorite things in recent movie trailers. Uh it it does the from a producer of right not from the producers of but a producer of and that's atomic blonde of course which is obvious but uh you know it it seems to be a big influence between that and john wick on all of these revenge action movies so remember no mentioning john wick for two months dave i haven't yet you you were skirting around it don't let it i skirted around it that's allowed that's allowed it happen i don't make the rules Next up, uh, we've got Clint Eastwood coming back. We've got Cry Macho, September 17th in theaters and on HBO Max. Clint Eastwood and Dwight Yoakam is in it. And uh, he is back directing and starring in, which I, I think he's retired like three or four times in the last few years. But uh, what do you think about this trailer? Tucker is Go on a trip and rescue a young man that I don't understand his way of life because I'm an old man and I do things that <laughs> that's my only impression. <laughs> it's not very good. Hey, it man, works. I gotta give dap to Eastwood. Whether this is good or not, the fact that he's still making movies as an actor and a yeah. director, he's in his 90s, right? Like, yeah, it's amazing. Insane. I don't know. This does this looks like to me, I and I was like, man. 
Is it cheap to say this just looks like he took two of his movies of the last 10 years and combined them? Because it looks like the mule meets Gran Torino in a way, right? It totally does, yeah. So then I was like, all right, if I'm going to do that, let me... First of all, I'm happy to see Dwight Yoakam back. Go watch Sling Blade. This guy can act, you know, and he's obviously Mm -hmm. a rad country singer. But uh, speaking of country singers, there's this whole thing in this preview about like how Eastwood used to be like a champion and you know he either drank it away or somehow he gave it up so I want it here I'm going to throw out a a movie Dave that I bet you haven't seen and Robert Duvall Tender Mercies 1984-85 he won the Oscar for it where he's a country singer who just drank his career away and was very self-destructive and this kind of had that feel to me uh, although Tender Mercies, you know, is really just all about the Duval performance. So I at least had to give something, go deep in there for you. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the uh, Jeff Bridges movie was like almost a, uh, a cover You're right. of that. Crazy Heart. You're yeah. right. And they both won. Yeah, you Crazy should, Heart. You should watch Tender Mercies just for Robert Duval. He's so good in that. Okay, I'm going to have to do that. So yeah, I, as far as pieces, of course, Gran Torino. It seems like a uh, a lighter version of that. Maybe uh, let's remove some of the racism and, and <laughs> do something a little different. Uh, and then my, my other thing was just to kind of combine the rider and the Mustang two sure. recent movies where people are rehabilitated through horseback riding. So it, it seems like, uh, you know, and it, it is a good time for that kind of, uh, you know, resurgence of like the Western kind of horses. I mean, thing. I guess the preview felt very reminiscent and I know it's a totally different movie, but like literally almost, uh, musically and tonally of uh, concrete cowboys, which we, Covered on here earlier this year. Sure. And uh, Dave, since you're pointing out fun things about a preview, there is a rooster in this movie. And the last line of the preview, Clint Eastwood says, You want to name your cock macho? (laughs) It's all right with me. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad we got that in. Let's move on to Blue Bayou, coming to theaters on September 17th. This is one of those movies that just kind of seems to have come out of nowhere, but uh, it looks really interesting. Directed by Justin Chan, starring Antonio LeBlanc and uh, Alicia Vikander. Basically, uh, a story about this weird immigration reform law that uh, kind of passes over people who were adopted. If they were adopted before 2000, they don't get uh, citizenship even though they grew up here, and about this specific example of, of what could happen in, in a situation like that. It, it looks like an interesting movie. What do you think about this? Yeah, this could be like the sleeper of the month, right? You know, this this could yeah. be good, and it's a world that we obviously don't know, so I like that. I've never seen any of the stuff he directed, have you? No, I haven't. I know there is one other movie that I believe was supposed to be, like, Pretty acclaimed, but I didn't see it. I think that was Gook from nineteen uh, from two thousand seventeen. Yes. He did something called Ms. Purple. He did a thing called Man Up. But I don't know. I've never seen. I've never seen that. You know, I've never seen that. But it's interesting. I mean, you know, as a food writer, I often talk about this kind of um, uh, huge Asian population in the South, in that Texas area, Louisiana, everything like that. So it's going to be, it's, it looks interesting. I don't know, man. I, I, I hope it's good. It looks cool. Yeah. I picked a documentary from last year, which I believe was on our top five documentaries. Uh, at least it was on mine. It was Time, which was about mm. 
you know, a man in Louisiana who committed a robbery and instead of taking a plea deal, ended up in jail for like 30 years. And this kind of feels like someone who doesn't know the system, who maybe gets gamed by the system. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was a, a movie. I just remember the the uh, preview. I never actually saw the movie, so that's always good. You remember Rendition, <laughs> the one with uh, Reese Witherspoon, where like she and her boyfriend or husband like land in Africa, and then he gets just taken away and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I, I think I saw that. I, I will say one that there is like that that I have seen, which was The Visitor. Right, which is our mm. boy uh, who did uh, Spotlight and uh, Timmy Failure. Yeah, um, McCarthy. Yep. Yeah, right, Tom McCarthy. So that was like that as well. But uh, yeah, this intrigues me, this film. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I'm interested in different kind of characters, different kind of setting. Um, but my, I really only had one good piece for this so far. Um, we'll see once I see the movie if I think of some other stuff. But uh, I thought of if Beale Street could talk. Uh, I, you know, just the authorities kind of messing with a minority family and and separating them for you know really no good reason, and you know the the strain that that causes on this relationship. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see though what other uh, what other things are explored. It seems like a, a story worth telling, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, two others that I think we can mention that are like kind of telling Asian stories, but not in the stereotypical way that we grew up with, but like more Asian American stories, you know, um, Mm -hmm. first cow and Minari from last year. Yeah, I definitely did think of Minari from last year, uh, because that is a different kind of immigrant story. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely those could be in the conversation as well. All right. So next up one of our, Directors that we love, Joe Carnahan. He's got Cop Shop coming yeah. out September 17th in theaters. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for what this. What is this on, Dave? It's just theaters? Just theaters for now. Yeah, I don't know if maybe it'll get a VOD release quickly, but uh, yeah, a con artist decides to hide out in a police station, and the hitman who's out to get him shows up to... Uh, it looks like it's just going to be nonstop action, and I actually know someone who's seen it and absolutely loved it. Uh, I I can't wait for this movie. Uh, Yeah, this is right up our alley. And I like that Joe Carnahan is just like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And you can love it or hate it. But uh, this is all I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So what do you got for pieces for this one? Because these kind of action movies are, you know, they, they tend to be almost doing the same thing, but just a little bit different here and there. But what do you think for this? Yeah. So, uh, I know how you, sometimes you like to pick directors as a piece. I mean, this also feels like it could have been a guy Ritchie movie, right? Sure. So I picked that. Um, and then the two movies I picked. So the whole thing is like, he's trying to get into jail, right. For whatever Mm -hmm. reason. And, uh, that reminds me of another, uh, action movie where they were just relentless towards each other. Uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99, uh, which uh, sure. we both like that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like that movie, right, Dave? I, I definitely, definitely. <laughs> no, but I mean me, right? Yeah, no, I like that movie. <laughs> you, and, you like that movie, Jason. I do yeah. like that movie. And then the reverse of that from the 90s, an Australian film, we might have mentioned it before, Chopper, where Eric Bana plays like the most deadly criminal in australia but he's in jail and everyone wants to kill him so he like does stuff like cut his own ears off so he doesn't have to face the inmates and everything and of course what a what a good excuse to mention boss level we love frank grillo go 
Absolutely. Well, if you're going to bring up boss level, I'll mention Smoke and Aces. Just, you know, Joe Carnan's back in his own perfect thing, like exactly what he does best, and he's just leaning right into it. I would also have brought up Guy Ritchie movies in general. I think you're absolutely right there. It does have that kind of a feel to it, the uh, the constant everybody fucking with each other kind of vibe. Uh, but then... The, the one piece that I think really fits here uh, is Assault on Precinct 13, John Carpenter's 70s uh, action classic, uh, taking place inside of a police station, like breaking into a police station. So I just think that that would be uh, a, a really clear uh, influence here on what he's doing with this one. Nice. So moving on to another movie I'm really looking forward to. It's The Eyes of Tammy Faye coming to theaters on September 17th. From director Michael Showalter, you know how much I love Michael Showalter from The State and Stella, uh, starring Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield as Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Also got Vincent D'Onofrio in there. D'Onofrio? And I mean... D'Onofrio? Is it D'Onofrio? Yeah. I guess so. Okay. You're a D'Onofrio. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, as the evangelists, um, it, it, it looks great. It looks like I, I, I'm a sucker for these kind of movies that, uh, you know, criticize religious zealots. So yeah, I know, and you're a sucker for Michael Showalter, and I'm a oh, little yeah. more mixed on him, although I do like him. But I do think this is a step in another direction for him. But Dave, this feels—if we're going to talk directors, this feels like it's dripping David O. Russell all over to joy American hustle. This feels right there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I hadn't even thought of that, but it does. Like thinking back to this trailer, it has that same energy. Which of course means if it's David O. Russell, it also has to be Martin Scorsese. But that's another point, Dave. <laughs> so I'd say those two directors, and then I put down. Uh, yeah, you know what? I feel good about these picks. If I was being a little too obvious up front, I'm really digging here. You remember the movie Saved from 2004 with like Mandy Moore and Jenna Malone? Love that movie. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one because that was all about how religion uh, messes up your life and everything. And uh, I kind of feel like this kind of is going in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, I love that movie. And that's a great piece to include. Uh, I thought of The Righteous Gemstones, the Danny McBride series, uh, the rise of power of televangelists and just how bullshit they are uh and then a movie that you know nobody likes but i saw it and it's come up a few times over the last few months uh mainstream uh from gia coppola andrew garfield is another kind of like grifter connecting to people through media yeah just that that performance of that particular character both played by andrew garfield i'll tell you what we should rewatch, dave if we want to talk about like those type of personalities we should both have you ever seen My Blue Heaven with uh, Steve Martin and Rick Moranis? I think I did like in high school, but it's been since back then. Yeah, I haven't seen it in so long, but I bet that would be an interesting thing to watch now. That would be a good lead up piece. I to think this. so. By the way, Jessica Chastain, do we think uh, front runner for the Oscar after this one? I would imagine. I mean, based off the trailer alone, I would imagine so, but we'll see. I mean, I, I'm really excited for it. I, I hope it's good and does well, and especially for Michael Showalter. I hope he has a hit on his hands. All right. I'll pass the message along. <laughs> All right, last one for the month here. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, coming to theaters September 24th, based on the uh, Tony and Grammy-winning musical about a high school senior with anxiety who learns to accept himself after becoming friendly with the family of a classmate who commits suicide. 
you know these like kind of musicals more than I do. Are you familiar with Dear Evan Hansen? I don't really know the story that well. Yeah, it's a it's a, it was another sensation, and Ben Platt. I mean, this this uh, kind of delivered him to stardom. His father, I think, is Mark Platt, who produced Wicked and probably produced this as well. Mm-hmm. But um, Ben Platt became you know um, you know like one of those stars like when Rent came out and everything. Or I mean, I guess even mm-hmm. like a Lin Manuel type, you know. So. This was a big thing, but it kind of worries me because, you know, um, have we seen one really translate in the last few years from stage to screen? I mean, Hamilton's incredible, but that's just a pick. That's just the show, right? So have we seen one uh, like a recent musical sensation that's kind of really hit it. You know, we have mixed uh, mixed feelings about In the Heights. So, yeah. you know, I don't know, man. Um, I know the music's going to be good. I know he's a good actor. You know, he's clearly too old to be playing a high schooler. It's different <laughs> if you're doing it on stage, but with the close-up... Just like, come on, man. No one believes that at this my, point. <laughs> they've been making so much fun of this movie on Twitter. And my favorite meme was, uh, it, it was a picture. It said, Ben Platt, uh, after going to the beach that makes you old from the movie Old. And it's two pictures of him, but it's the same picture. And That's funny. I, I just That's very that good. so good. Yeah, that is very good. Um, you know, but oh, what's the man. position? Because he's the guy who made this role famous and... You know, this thing right. was, I'm sure, in development and catapulted. You know, is he more important to the show or is the show more important to him? I feel like they've, uh, right. they both kind of elevated each other. So he deserves a chance, but like, yeah, he just looks way too old to be a high schooler. It looks like, you know, the way that, um, Amy Sedaris or Maya Erskine <laughs> play high schoolers in their in their shows, you know. So I love I love Strangers with Candy as a puzzle piece for this. Of course, it's not, but I, <laughs> right that in Pen Fifteen. So all right, oh, so the, yeah. the, I did I did avoid musicals. We we talked a lot about them, but um, I picked yeah another another. I'm going deep this month, Dave. World's Greatest Dad right. with Robin Williams. Right? You ever see that? I I think I did. That might have been Bobcat Goldthwait who directed it, but it's basically uh, Robin Williams plays like a writing teacher, and he's not a very good writer, but that's all he wants to do is be a star writer, and his son commits suicide, and then he takes credit for the writings of his son, you know? Mm-hmm. You would like that movie, I think, so. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. And Dave, uh, talking about, there's this whole theme in here about like, you know, this kid is now dead. How much did he really mean to people? Who were his real friends? Are people just using it to gain their own, you know, uh, popularity or for their own agendas, right? Does that sound a little like mm-hmm. a film we covered in 1989's awesome movie year, Heathers? Sure. Yeah. All right. I could see that. Good, because that's all I picked. <laughs> all right. Perfect. All right. <laughs> So I will go with The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Isn't this the guy who directed that? Did he? I, I wasn't sure about that, if if he did. I mean, that's a good movie. You are 100% right, Jason Harris. Yeah, it is the same director. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess uh, I, I, I know who maybe had trouble making friends in high school, uh, Mr. Steven Shabosky. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, but good movie, though. Um, the other one, not so great a movie, but I still thought it would be a good piece here. Uh, ben Stiller's The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, um, you know, about a guy who just can't really connect with people and then kind of 
does so by escaping into his imagination. And I'm not, again, I'm not sure exactly how the the musical plays out here with Dear Evan Hansen, but I'd imagine uh, some of the musical moments kind of play out in more fantasy-like elements. So I thought maybe it's kind of in the similar way of where Ben Stiller escapes into his fantasies. Hmm. Interesting, Dave. Hey, do you know what that's based on? I do not. You don't know what the movie The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is based on? Um, isn't it like a remake of something? It's a story by James Thurber. Come on, man. Did you do any reading in school at all? Oh, you, you need to understand this about me, Jason. I did no reading in school. I, <laughs> I famously do not read. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's that's the guy. That's the guy you've uh, you've picked as your buddy. Yeah. Uh, uh, every time I try to give you a little leeway and build you up, you always find a new way to disappoint me. Well, I'm I'm happy to do that every time as much as I can. All right. Uh, yeah, that is our movies for September. It's uh, it's an interesting mix of uh, movies this month. Bunch of action drama i mean we're getting closer to when all the uh the good stuff happens i mean as we've talked about this hasn't exactly been the best year so far but no um, and i i think i'm noticing a, i'm noticing a theme on this show dave where we start to get excited for um movies and you know because we're watching the previews and then before we get to watch them they get trashed hardcore and we're like well i guess uh-huh. we'll skip that that seems to happen every month it's like when is something gonna really hit this year yeah well, I think, uh, you know, and of course, COVID is a, you know, still hanging heavy over everything happening. But I, I think there's just a lot of change happening in in Hollywood and in just movie making in general. And I think we're going to continue to see this for a little while until things hopefully level out and, you know, some good stories get told. But I don't think you, know. you can blame COVID on that, though. I mean, a lot of these movies were being developed or made before that happened. So Um, you know, maybe you can blame the fact that it's all, you know, it's too IP heavy and remake heavy. And it's like, we need good individual independent stories. And, um, the ones that are being made aren't necessarily hitting the mark at this point. No, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factors I think at play, but, uh, hopefully though, uh, as we get to September, hopefully some of these movies are successes and hopefully we start seeing some better, better stuff in October and forward um only got a few more months left for the year but uh yeah i think that does it for this one uh jason why don't you tell people uh what you got going on uh awesome movie year dave uh this will be released in september so we should just be will we be in our new season dave or no yes actually new season will will be starting i think when this comes up okay then i can announce it on this show if you haven't listened uh, we are finishing 1967, and while you're hearing this, we will be releasing our episodes from our ninth season, the season that inspired the entire podcast, Austin Movie Year, 1999, and what a season of films we have for you there, so I'll definitely recommend checking that out, and uh, yeah, man, you know where I'm at on the socials, Jason Harris Comedy, Jay Harris Comedy, and uh, com. Let's keep it rolling, baby. All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to get you back for one of the regular episodes soon. Read a book. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harrison. We co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best picture, some personal picks, some cult classics, 
Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, as I uh, put together the the episode and uh, record my intro and outro that goes, you know, on the other sides of the conversation, I'm realizing that I told Jason that uh, the ninth season on the films of 1999 of Awesome Movie Year would have started. Uh, it's actually going to start like next week. Um, they did announce what the new season is on last week's episode on the epilogue episode. Uh, but now we've got the bonus episodes, and then it's next week. So I guess I kind of jumped the gun a little bit. You know, if you listen to this show, you, you should you should get a little sneak preview of what's going on in Awesome Movie Year. It's a nice perk, right? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, make sure you're subscribed to Awesome Movie Year. Uh, the new season's going to be awesome. And if you haven't checked out the old seasons, you should be listening to the old seasons. We have covered a lot of great movies over there, and it's more of a deep dive into the movies themselves than piecing it together is. And I really enjoy doing the show with those guys, and uh, you should be listening to it. So check out Awesome Movie Year wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together. We're, of course, on all the major podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Pocket Cast, all the above, all the other ones. Check it out. Subscribe. Uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. So that does it for this trailer roundup. I'm sure we'll be back with another one at the beginning of October. And uh, we'll cover a bunch of movies in the month of September. Uh, there are a lot of movies to cover, the ones we talked about, as well as other ones. I mean, we already got the episode for Shang-Chi that's going up on Friday, so make sure to check that out. And uh, just lots more piecing it together coming your way in general. So... Thank you, everybody, for listening. Let's close this thing out with a piece of my music like I always do. And you know what? Actually, by the time our next trailer episode goes up, my new album will be out. That is right. I uh, It's not one of my main albums, my main albums of instrumental music. This is something I'm putting out in the time being. It is a soundtrack album. It's a score for a feature film that I scored years ago um but the interesting thing about this film is that it's just it's never come out and i'm going to be posting a blog post on my website by davidrosen.com uh, a little bit about the background of the film and what's going on with it and why it's never come out but uh i've been given the go-ahead to finally put this thing out the the soundtrack of the film and uh the film will eventually come out one of these days but for now you'll at least be able to hear the music and i'm going to give you a little preview of that right now how about that so this is a piece from this film. It's called The Dissection Table. That's the name of the film and the soundtrack. It's a very horror film, very big horror, horror film. It's a scary movie, and uh, a lot of the music definitely reflects that. So I'm going to go with a track called The Killing Boy, and uh, I hope you enjoy the music. Check out the album when it comes out on October 1st. I haven't actually announced that on social media or my website or any of that yet. I think I might have mentioned it on a Piecing It Together at some point. But uh, 
I'm mentioning it now. October 1st, it's coming. Actually, as soon as I finish editing this, I got to go finish getting that thing ready to get put out. So uh, it is coming, the dissection table, October 1st. This is The Killing Boy from that album. Enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up on Friday. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.